The CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have four convenient locations, U District, Capitol Hill, Wallingford, and Federal Way. Stop by for tacos, burritos, tamales, and enchiladas. Hello, everybody. This is Carlos, CZ Media Podcast, number six. Done six of them. We have Dan over here. Hello. What up, Dan? How's it going? It's good. Did you do anything interesting? Well... As no. you know, I'm pretty excited because I'm talking on the new mic. You've had, um, you've been visibly excited. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I've been noticeably excited. Thank you. Since you started setting up this mic. <sighs> it sounds so good. You know, if, if there should be other tools that make you look as good as that mic makes you sound. There should. There, there probably should are. They're in a plastic surgeon's office. Somewhere. It's in a s- <laughs> scalpel. <laughs> Suction tube. Dude, you know how much fat they would suck out of me? Jeez. They can only do so much, I guess. That's what I've heard from you watching could, that show. I don't you could know. probably make, I don't know, what, 100 pounds worth of soap from the fat they stuck out of me. How does that work, though? Like, you know, does, is it, I don't think it's like an equal portion. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's how much I have. <laughs> you think there's more than that that's to right. give? So Remember that you, part in Fight Club with a hundred where yeah, he like sorry. throws a bag? Yeah. Like uh, for me, it would be like a 50 gallon drum where he throws the bag, but then it just dumps all over the does other it dump guy. Off? Oh yeah, it, it does. rips on the barbed wire. Uh, okay. So I'm I had fat. a good week. Um, oh, that's okay, all. Go ahead. I just want to talk it. about how fat I am. But Carlos, no, you want to don't talk about do that else. to yourself. You don't have to shame yourself, man. No, you I need to, to is the thing. I say bring back shaming. No, here's the thing. You, you, you're great, man. And you just need to feel comfortable <laughs> where you're at. What you are allowed to feel uncomfortable with is not doing the things you need to do to get where you want to be. Yeah, and you can in my want pants. your body to be somewhere else, but you got to be comfortable with where you're at now because you're saying to yourself, "I'm just starting the journey." But I, know I love where I'm myself. Be. My buddy in uh, several times a day is what I've heard. <laughs> at the least. Uh, at the least. Uh, anyway, my buddy in Arizona, he laughs at me because I'll talk to him and I'll be like, "Dude, I'm so fat. Like it's just so fat," and then. You know, two days later, I'll call him. And I was like, I went to the gym. Jesus, I look good. <laughs> it's been two days. <laughs> like, it's been two days in one workout. You have, there's literally <laughs> zero change. He goes, he goes, man, he's like, I wish my self-esteem could rebound so quick. <laughs> <laughs> From sheer hatred That's right. to, to love, <laughs> to infatuation. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't, I don't hate my, I I am perfectly content with the way I look. The biggest problem is my knee. I have horrible old man knees. And that's what sucks. That's probably the way that sucks the most. Well, you know, they have things for that. Yeah, knee my, replacements. My mom, no, my mom got a cortisone shot oh, in her knee just this are, week. Oh. I spit on those cortisone shots. <laughs> I spit on them. I spit on them. I've had a bunch. I've had like six cortisone shots, five, six. That's excessive. I've had like, yeah, three on each. Well, three now, on each aren't they finding out that like it increases your risk of a weird infection later or something like that? I don't know. I anyway, don't know. okay, so these cortisone shots, your knees feel like crap, but tell us more about you. <laughs> my mother, how I feel about my mother. Yeah. Like well, this. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys missed the hand gesture from the home audience, but it's a good thing you did. <laughs> no, it's it's the knees, man. The knees just 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 not working. It's been better. That's what the show's about today, by the way. Yeah, I I'm excited. We've got a special guest waiting to come on, and she's really cool. She's she's helping with my old man. Man, you know what? There's a reason God didn't make me. Athletic. Oh, what? <laughs> There's a reason God didn't make me athletic, uh, like six pack, six pack Carlos. There's a reason he didn't make a six pack because 
I would have been absolutely the, out of control. The level of conceitedness <laughs> now would just be exponential. <laughs> the world I would have couldn't been handle it. A runaway train of egotism that just smashes every barrier that it faces. So God is like, now this guy's going to be a prick. I'm going to make him fat and have horrible knees when he's my age. Except, but I've had bad knees since I was 18. I hurt my knee playing basketball when I was 18. Mm. At least that's what I tell people. Yeah. I was actually bending down to get a donut. My knee just popped. <laughs> is, for real though? Which one is it? Because either one's funny, honestly. <laughs> He like donut, like mother. That hey, you know that does remind me though. <laughs> that is like the worst kind of injury. You know what <laughs> I mean? Completely. Well, like, it's just when you're doing a completely normal thing that you do all the time, right? And just something weird goes wrong with it. Reaching for the remote, which does remind me, um, loving that, yourself. Well, Trisha's. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember, but she helps people with that. She does. Yeah. Me. Specifically Carlos. Specifically me. Um, But it's just, it's interesting to have, to just be doing something normal and get injured as a result of it. It's right. It's interesting and kind of sad too, but. Well, do you have one of these injuries? Not. Like brushing your teeth? Not like a serious one, but I definitely have. The bedroom? No, I definitely have randomly like. Yeah, I've. Like, you know what I wonder? I've just like reached to like get my seatbelt before, and I've been like, "Oh, oh man, I, you know, what's going on here? I can't feel my it's that back. belly, I, Dan. What do you mean? Gets what in belly? the way. You got to fight belly, it, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you're so so sexy, Dan. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is why. We need to do the intros at the beginning of the session instead right. of the end because we're already so... We, we need people to warm up to get to our level and we can't just blast them like this, Carlos. We can't. Oh, blast it's away. too much. I need sound effects. <laughs> what are those boards? Well, all right. If you're getting a sound effect, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I need the, the air horn then. <laughs> but <laughs> I need the... Uh, the da 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 da. How about that? <laughs> the Mexican hat. Dance? The Mexican hat. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know what it's called. Oh my that's, gosh. That's racist. <laughs> so. Uh, um, I don't even what know is what it? to do with you sometimes. I thought it was the hat dance. <laughs> what did you call it? The floor dance? The Mexican hat dance. Oh. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you already diff- forgot what I said. <laughs> it was like 13 seconds ago. It's a different kind of Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> Not my kind. <laughs> Those are the wrong kind of white people. <laughs> They're from the other side. Oh, man. <laughs> so funny when, when Mexicans talk about going to the United States, they say, vamos para el otro lado. Like, which literally means let's go to the other side. <laughs> it's like going to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Young that's Padawan. how they describe it. Let's just go to the other side. And they know exactly what you mean. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. I couldn't swim across. I would drown. I can't swim. Well. I couldn't climb a wall either. I'm too fat. Oh, I would be so hosed. <laughs> I'm, glad. So- I'm glad I'm a citizen. <laughs> Hey, Dan, we have a guest. They've been in the green room for a bit while I've been talking about how fat I am. I bet she's laughing. I she's, heard I heard a snicker or two. Yeah, because she's, she's my trainer. We'll have Trish come in. Hello, Trish. Howdy. How are you? I'm doing good. So you've heard of my little fat chat? I heard your fat chat. <laughs> I need to fix it. It's like I've, uh, I've had... Throughout the last three years, I've had... That's where Trish comes in, by the way. Yeah. Well, Trish is here. Actually, How convenient. Well, well, I do I, have a small gym right in the room next to this room. Well, I know, but... There's a treadmill. Trish there's is, a weight bench. There's Trish's gym is five minutes away. Oh, well, that's convenient. It is. Throughout the last three years, I've had maybe three good goes at losing weight. 
the best I got was two and a half years ago. I was uh, a felt two thirty. So I need to get back to it. So Trish is here because we're going to talk about how she's helping me. I'm I have I'm I'm old man, old man, and I'm fat. I have horrible knees, and this could is we, the beauty. Uh, could we? How old are you? I'm old. What's old? Because I might have to punch you. <laughs> I would. Cry. And you do not just just for anyone listening at home or wherever you are. You do not want that. No. Girls got guns. I'm gonna be. I'm 40 in October. Dude, I'm 47. So. <laughs> Let's let's uh No, but you're fit and yeah sort of I I will say in all honesty I never ever would have guessed that like No. I'm I heard you I'm say kind that of in shock too, hearing like, <laughs> honestly. I'm like boxing. are you effing kidding me? No, yeah. boxing and being Italian. So, we have per- on the flip side to that, I went out with a buddy a few months ago. It was just him and me. I was playing his wingman. And some girl asked me if I was 50. Ugh. Granted, I hadn't shaved in a bit, and my beard, my beard is There's quite a bit white. of gray in there. Yeah. So I'm like, like, how dare you? I was going to throw a drink at her. Carlos kind of looks like the world's most interesting man <laughs> when he doesn't shave. Right? That's the or, level of... It's just that perfect... Or dye my hair. Gray. That's the best. <laughs> I'm training the most interesting man <laughs> <laughs> who dyes his hair. See, I, I might. <laughs> My wife the other day, she's like, why do you tell people you dye your hair? It's like, that defeats the purpose of dying. <laughs> like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Well, anyway, so I have a whole bunch of problems. I'm fat. My knees hurt. They hurt. And Trish is helping me out because her training so far in the couple of months that we've been doing has helped with that. So Trish, we'll get into the specifics of that, but uh, tell us about your gym, where you're at, how long you've been there, how'd you get there? Could we start a little bit earlier than that, actually? Birth? Not birth, necessarily. Well, actually, <laughs> where were you born? Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio. Oh, wow. St. Anthony's Hospital downtown, good Catholic hospital where all the Italians are born. There you go. That's good. Who's a um, boxer in your family? Uh, me. That's it? Uh, we have a horse racer in my family, a, a jockey, Eddie Arcaro. Ooh. He won. Uh, Wait. Yeah. Where Eddie. did he run? He, jockey, jockey, or a driver? Oh, yeah, jockey. Jockey? Yeah, he was. He won on citation. He He's a big time. That, he's amazing. He's in the Jockey Hall of Fame, really Italian familiar. Hall of Fame. I used to work. So in Illinois, there are off-track betting parlors. I worked for an off-track betting parlor for three years, and then I worked at an actual uh, track. I That's worked at awesome. Sportsman's, Arlington, Balmoral, and Maywood. And I started working when I was 14. Don't let your kids work at those places when they're so young. No kidding. I picked up a ton. <laughs> well, we already had, we did have the podcast on we jobs. And I know. I did, did I talk I mean, about that? No, talk- you didn't mention that no, one, and I'm kind of I kind don't of want to incriminate myself. Well, anyway, okay, <laughs> you were. It would have been juvenile. Would have gotten erased from your record anyway. Right? <laughs> they wouldn't even know no, if it's you like had every- been busted for it. Like a lot of bad things that I learned, I learned there when I was fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> not good. Not good. Like I, I told my mom, it not wasn't too long the job ago. as much as the great colleagues and coworkers right. that you had. I'm oh, sure. I can oh, imagine. <laughs> Yeah, horse racing is a wild sport. Oh, it absolutely yeah, It's just is. like boxing. Pretty it's... wild. <laughs> Making me think now. All right. So, okay. So you were born in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. You had mentioned to some, as I like to say, Italian parents. Yeah. Right? Well, my mom. Oh, my mom. Okay. Yeah. My mom's Italian. That's where the... Italian. Arcaro? Arcaro, yes. Arcaro. Okay. Arcaro comes from, and that's the name of your gym, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, how long have you had that gym? It'll be five years in October. Holy that is literally Lord. the question that I asked, which you said, let's go f- back. <laughs> wow. Well, that's that's not my fault. That's the computer's fault. I need a sound effect of like a, like <laughs> like, a doink. If you do that, then I'm getting the air horn. <laughs> anyway, um, so you had it for five years. Yep. And when you started it, were you scared to death or what? Uh, beyond scared to death. Uh, I actually quit my job at another gym and I didn't know what I was going to do. 
I just knew it was time to move on. And so I started looking around at some gyms, thought I might coach at them. Nothing seemed to really be fitting well. And I was training a gal to get ready for nationals. Uh, I put in my notice in December. I gave three months because I really ran the whole place. So I wanted to make right. sure I was set that where up good. we met where I learned of you? Yeah. At, at Cappy's? Yeah. Learned of. I, I, learned uh, of. I, I worked there for about 10 years. Yeah. I ran oh, that gym oh, for that a long, long time. That's a long time. Yeah, a long time. I went there for about, that was the first boxing gym that I went to in Seattle. I went there for about a year. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I think when you left, I still went there a little bit. Okay. A bit more. Then yeah. I went to Renton. So yeah. from, so you, you put in your note. You put, put in my notice, notice in December. Uh, I worked there uh most of the way close to march uh uh we had nationals in march so uh i actually worked there pretty much january and then it, it started to be like i yeah i should go um uh and we mutually agreed i should leave early and then uh i i did nothing at first we uh, a, a client of mine approached me and said hey i want to help you open up a gym and i was like uh uh Okay. Someone you trained? Yeah. I had never thought about that. Um, I just thought I was going to try to work. I knew I wanted to be a boxing coach, and I knew I wanted to coach Jen. She was my main fighter who I was working with, and she's really good and wanted to to get her to win nationals. And so we uh, were homeless, gym homeless. And so we went down to Azteca a lot. Um, I agreed to help them put on an amateur show and they let me use their space. I used friends' garages. Uh, right. We used the rock climbing gym. There was a little yoga room we sparred in. Uh, mm. They had one teeny little heavy bag, but mostly we won nationals that year with cones for footwork and mitt nice. work. That was it's it. It's a good thing about boxing. You don't need a, I mean, it's nice to have the bags and yeah. a whole room full of equipment, but to get right down to it, nitty gritty, you need gray sweatsuit, <laughs> some converses. Right. Yeah. A uh, beanie. A staircase. That's a dog, it. Dog to run with. And a meat locker. A right. meat locker is definitely <laughs> an essential. I've seen. Uh, <laughs> so, Jen, your your space is right next to Seattle University. Yeah. I've seen guys put pillows on those pillars near the track and just, yeah. just hit them. Yeah. Um, they actually have padding around those pillars. And so uh, sometimes if the gym has been full and I have a private client, I'll take them up there and they can punch those, they can punch those. pillars. Yeah. Or just mitt work or, you know, whatever. It's it's fun to go to. It's so, a great place. Uh, my, I have a horrible knees, Danny. If I told you this? Yeah. Okay. Just make sure. My mother just got a cortisone shot in one of her knees. A they don't work ago. for me. Ooh, yeah they they don't last long well, either. That's, that's what she said too. Yeah. She was like, "It's they're, they're not last good. like two I've, months." And I'm like, "Aren't you only supposed to do that once a year at the max?" And yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. You I don't had to do those. I've had about a total of five cortisone shots, and it just didn't work. And then, then they injected lube in my knee, some type of oil that didn't work very long either. But the magic is losing weight. I lose weight, the pain goes away. You know, but I can't work out because it hurts. Because so I, it's like a vicious cycle. I remember when I was uh, running a lot, and I lost twenty pounds pretty quickly, and it it felt like I had springs in my feet. It right. literally did. I you was like, like you hop. Couldn't believe it. You looked good too. Uh, thank you. Then what happened? Why is it gonna be past tense? <laughs> oh, it, that's now. <laughs> No, that's not now. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. <laughs> see, yes, we should bring shaming back. I, yeah, I don't. That's do why I don't have friends, Trish. I could see there's so much shaming going on right now. Why <laughs> <laughs> all my friends leave me? I don't know why. So, Trish, I I wanted to chat with you because the type of training that we've been doing. In the, what are we on? Session six or seven? Yeah. Uh, and you'll explain to us how exactly that works. But the type of training that we've been doing has helped me realize how I'm standing, sitting, walking incorrectly. And it's putting pressure on my knee and it's just unbearable. I would say about three months ago, really before I started my training with Trish, I would dread that first step in the morning and not the foot pain because a lot of people have like plantar fasciitis. Like it wasn't knee, foot pain. It was 
the very first uh it, the very first pressure up that my knee felt in the in the during the day it was just i would hobble and mm. it would take about 10 minutes for the knee to warm up and then stop hurting <laughs> I, so that's just waking about up it as a sep- the knee the knee <laughs> well because we just have a trying to have a good relationship with the knee that's, but it's <laughs> it's temperamental <laughs> so that's starting the day. So right off the way, whammy, start the day with horrible knee pain. Then I go and like a lot of us, we sit pretty much all day. If I sit for more than half an hour, I feel that same pain all over again. I get, it get the knee just gets really stiff and it, I have to get up gingerly and then walk for another 10 minutes and, and walk then it out, walk it out. And exactly. Walk it out. The stinky leg. So what what Trish has helped me with is really pay attention to and to uh, mentally isolate where my knees are, where my hips are, where my shoulders are, and it's reducing the stress on my knee. And I don't know what type of magic she's doing, but <laughs> I do know that we haven't. She hasn't made me jump rope. Uh, she hasn't made me run. She hasn't made me do any calisthenics, but 15, 20 minutes into our training sessions, I'm soaked in sweat. And that, I mean, I I do sweat easily, but it's not sweating because of the heat. It's sweating because of the work that my muscles are doing, the intensities. (laughs) And definitely it's so tell me, what are you doing to me? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, I we practice functional patterns. I'm I'm um, what they call a human biomechanics specialist, second semester uh, certified. I uh, a long time ago, Jen got injured. Uh, strength and training, strength training, uh, like strength and conditioning training, and doing deadlifts and. Uh, she got injured more than once, and I thought, man, this is really stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. There's got to be, there's got to be something out there to train a person that's not going to keep injuring them. And so I was right. scouring the internet, and before I left uh, Cappy's, I, I actually ran across this guy, Naudi Aguilar, and he happens to be from Wenatchee, uh, but he was in San Diego. And I look at these videos, and um, I look at this one core workout he does. It's not like any traditional core workout I've ever seen. And I tell Jen about it. And I'm like, let's let's try it. I've watched it a bunch of times. It's kind of complicated, but let's try it. We do it in the video. He's like, yeah, don't do very many of these. Only do this much. It's a really hard workout. And I'm we're doing. It, I'm like, oh, this is a joke. He he's got to be kidding. He doesn't know how hard people work or something. Right. So we do it a little harder, and I was wrecked for three days. Like. To the point where I was like nauseous, sick in my core because yeah. we overdid it. And I was like, what in and the hell? And you're already a very fit person. So uh, like- I was much fitter then. It was insane. I was like, what in the hell is this? And so I started wanting to know more about what he did. And I just started piecemealing stuff together. And uh, um, then I found out uh, by luck he was moving his headquarters to Seattle. So I got a hold of oh, him okay. quick. And uh, for a while he was in Seattle. He's now in uh, Kauai. Um, but it was the greatest couple of years of my life because his headquarters was in Seattle. I traded boxing for training with them. Uh, for the first year, I didn't know what was happening to my body, much like you. Uh, everything's based on the gait cycle, the walking cycle. As humans, we evolved to run. We evolved to throw. And none of our training respects that. Right. None of our training, it's all done in one plane, the sagittal plane. So everything, we do squats up and down. We do all this stupid stuff that our body doesn't do normally. And so the training he came up with is based on the gait cycle. And that's what I'm doing. I'm taking you through the training I learned that respects human evolution. And um, for us to think we should be in pain when we train or that we should be in pain after we're done competing is absolutely ludicrous. It's a, it's a silly paradigm. I see. So the 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 training is called functional patterns. That's what the trade the trademark is. I guess you could say the the company is functional patterns. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, I'm a human biomechanics specialist. Some of the exercises we do there, I I've signed an NDA, so okay. I can't put those certain exercises on video. That's why right. we we don't video those yeah. the corrective exercises. Uh, but that's why you're getting out of pain. Right. It's it's magical. It's It's, unbelievable. It really is interesting, Dan. So when I, so 
I go to a lot of wine tastings, <laughs> food festivals, <laughs> but then we, you got to stand up for a really long time. And then I would get this lower back pain, lower back tightness that just would not go away. I could, I would have to go sit down, stretch in order to get, and then we've gone to a few. And then now when I feel that tightness or if I start feeling my lower back starting to act up, I freeze and then I'm like, okay, where are my knees? Where are my feet? Where are my hips? Yeah. And then they're usually all like, I'm, I'm, my hips are tilted to one side. My leg is way out. I'm drooping in one way. So then I just, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, straighten (laughs) myself out sitting here right now. Been sitting for a little while and frankly, my lower back's kind of hurting. You know, it's, it's really, it's, it's really very cool actually it's magical almost that if you line all those things up you you're just you just feel more solid and then that tightness goes away and i've i've been i've been way more conscientious and alert and aware of where shoulders hips knees so your feet are. word for it is magical but i believe Magic. the proper term is biomechanical <laughs> it is biomechanics that's no. uh, hey. you're, you're on to something there and uh, not only biomechanics but biorhythms we have a sequencing in which uh throwing mechanics happen or running mechanics happen mm. and so i'm working with you on firing up muscles that have been dormant and uh, because of pain or injury uh, things go dormant and then other things compensate and it becomes a huge layering problem that has to be figured out. And, you know, honestly, I, I just look at your body. Um, we'll, I'll watch hey you walk and just try to figure out. I No, no side comments. <laughs> I, I try to help you. I, I, I look at what you're doing and what sequence and the order and then I just start start guessing about man let's try this let's try starting right. with this so gate the explain to me again what the you call it a gait cycle yeah gait is just the medical terminology for walking it's your gait okay. cycle gotcha you know another benefit of this that i've experienced other than the knee pain that is slowly going away i was sexual pretty- prowess <laughs> Yes. No. Knew it. I'm, uh, see, now you got me. (laughs) (laughs) No. Other than the, the knee pain. Has it? (laughs) (laughs) Got a call to ask Lori. (laughs) No, I, we were on vacation a couple weeks ago and, um, in Mexico, right? In Mexico. Yeah. And our, one of our really good friends, who I'll say that he's, I mean, he probably won't appreciate this, but he's 70, but such a, like this guy did it right. He retired at the right time and has an amazing quality of life. Golfs two, three times a week. You know, that's what you're supposed to like. He's doing what you're supposed to do when you retire. Well, anyway, he plays golf. So I went to go play golf with him and I was a little worried because I haven't played golf in a full 18 in a really long time. And I'm like, okay, I'll go. So I went to the driving range and started hitting. And then I, the mechanics to punch and the mechanics to swing a golf club are very similar. And then I started thinking of what Trish has said, how to, how to build up energy in your back and so release you it. something. I learned something. You didn't I, just sweat. You I also didn't. learned something. <laughs> I played oh, key. keeping key. keeping those <laughs> yes. mechanics in mind. I played the best 18 that I've played in a really really long time. That makes me happy. I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. cuz I would say it's been easily 6 7 years since I played a full 18 and I played in 100 degree heat, 70% humidity and I did really 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 well. That's I kept awesome. up with these guys yeah. and it, and my knee didn't hurt. That that's awesome. I wasn't awesome. sore the next day. Yeah, that that's awesome. Uh, so I'm super motivated and committed to continue learning more about this. And um, what do what did you what's I'm at point one of level one. What do yeah. I get to look forward to? Well, the, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get the chance once we can get your structure more solidified. Uh, 
because it needs a lot of work. You know, you, we've got to get your structure really good and, and solid. Then we'll start looking at more movement type of things. We'll start throwing in kettlebells and Ooh. and doing them with the proper uh, mechanics. Not not the kettlebell swings where people are thrusting their hips through. We're talking about using your myofascial slings. So everything that, that you use to swing a golf club or that right. you do to throw a punch, we're going to uh, use all of our tools in that manner. And it's a uh, such a fun workout because oh. uh, uh, it Cause feels good. Because you're throwing a kettlebell around. What's that? Because you're throwing a kettlebell around. Well, it's <laughs> not that part's not so much. It's, that's whatever. You know, it's it's like the way you feel in your body. Like when when your torso is connected to your legs, it feels unreal. And when it goes through through your entire body, it, right. it feels amazing. Do you play golf, Trish? No, uh, I'm like. My dad played golf, and so I did anything that he didn't know about. So I played rugby and boxing, so he couldn't tell me how to do it. So, oh, yeah, no oh, golf. Kind. That's interesting. <laughs> so it's like I will avoid. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, by not doing it. No, it's, it's, it's helped a whole ton. The only thing that I'm having trouble, it's the, I mean, the eating. It's like I can work out every day, but. The eating? Yeah. Well, honestly, I think uh, it's the least of my concerns right now. I'm not, leave, you know, your diet's whatever. Uh, because once we get your structure more solidified and you start feeling better with your structure, then the food will start to follow. Because honestly, I, I think we got it all wrong. We we try to fix all this stuff in our head, try to fix all this stuff about uh, right. our like eating all habits. All one go. Yeah. No, do, do body do mechanics. It. Get your body mechanics right. Your body and your mind will get right. This show is sponsored by Rancho Bravo. Every single picture on their social media, I've eaten. <laughs> I've eaten all of that food. I wish that he was exaggerating right now, but that is one thousand percent true. I, mean, I, even, I believe it. Even by just guilty bias, it's like by association, <laughs> I have probably eaten at least half the menu. <laughs> yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to stop doing that. Well. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. Stick now that with you've this. eaten the menu, you don't have to do it a second time. There's no. <laughs> just so you know, there's no contest on that, Carlos. No, either. I need and to make more content. You, you, but the content doesn't. You know how many it, ways there are to take a picture of a taco? I'm, I <laughs> I don't because that's your job. Right. That's limitless. where you come in, Danny. You should give this a go next time you're in uh, Seattle. I'll, I'll 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 work with them. Yeah, just bring them by. Just like one to see what I'm talking about. Can where I be you very, can just. Can you can I be, very be standing about something up. <laughs> that I really want to that I really want to learn. Does like, it relate to tonight? This? Even yes. Are you sure? Okay, yes, go ahead. What I'm sure. So I mentioned before that I wrestled and things, and you know I weigh a lot, but um, yes, you do. And I'm I feel strong. You know I've definitely worked out before and stuff like that, but I am horrible at throwing a punch. Yeah. You yeah, are actually. And, I've always wanted to learn. And I guarantee you, you won't feel strong when you do functional patterns. It's going to yeah, blow your yeah, mind away. And then, and then we'll teach you to punch. Yes. Let's just say that Let's she, the structure there we do this one movement punch. that has a two and a half pound weight on it. Two and a half pounds. And <laughs> I, I, I'm like Hulk Hogan in wrestling shaking of how hard it is <laughs> with two and a half pounds. Yeah, it's awesome. And, well, I... I sort of think I'm strong. Like I can deadlift 400, but these two and a half pounds kill me. Yeah, it's, you should give it a go. It is really, it's, it's, it's a really interesting. And well, not, I shouldn't even say interesting. It will be, it's practical. You'll actually get something out of it. That will help you in your everyday lives. I, I only train my fighters uh, using functional patterns as strength and conditioning. And uh, my one my fighter who just went pro, a tremendous difference if Ooh, you look at him from six months ago. What's that? That's a segue ah. to boxing. Got it. Danny got mad at me a little bit ago because I I didn't even think about that because I mean I just segued <laughs> on my own and I didn't even I didn't know we were segueing to boxing. I remember you had the format talk before we started recording, but then it, I just kind of it all went out the window when the whole we had a shenanigan earlier. We were recording and the computer gave up oh. or something like that. It was this is our fifth take. It was like a setting and it's two o'clock in the morning right now. It is not two o'clock in the morning. It was, it no, was like, definitely not. We were probably like eight minutes, maybe 10 minutes 10 into minutes it. In. And I looked and I was like, Oh, this, 
This isn't recording, actually. Yeah. Never mind. It hasn't so, been recording for 10 minutes. So, Trish, the what do you want the focus of your gym to be? Like, what are you looking for? Uh, community is my, my main thing. Right. Uh, build a community and build it around boxing. And uh, um, if everybody's expressing themselves, if everybody is really working hard and being self-aware, then it makes for a pretty powerful experience in the gym. And I, I believe right. we create that every day. We, right. we ask people to be accountable to themselves and uh, we ask them to come in and really work hard. And we focus on boxing mechanics. We, we focus on boxing technique, on fundamentals. And uh, if you're going to wear our caro on your back, I, I at least want you to have right. a decent punch and footwork. <laughs> but especially... A really good gait. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. Well, uh, You uh, should. Uh, if you've gotten to the point where you have good punches and footwork, you better have a good gait too. Yeah. Walk right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Walk with the Walk tall, swagger. Dwayne Johnson. That's right. <laughs> so, no, I love your gym. First of all, it's a great location. Great location. On Jefferson and Broadway. 12th. 12th. Jefferson and 12th. Great location. Plenty of sunshine gets in there. Yeah. That's it's important. Nice. Yeah. The, the windows are awesome. Plus, I'm, I interact with people on the sidewalk all the time. Right. Like, it's a, I, I got to interact with people. I, like uh, shadow boxing them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the, <laughs> I've got people funny... I fist bump every morning that are on their way to Starbucks for coffee that nice. never step foot in my gym. It's just the important part right. of it. No, it's the, the community and, yeah. No, when someone, sees your place like a smile right that's the make a good impression yeah a a couple of weeks ago i was leaving the gym and i saw you say hey buddy you can throw that away in here and it was some young kid <laughs> who threw away his box of chicken bones in a bush right outside of her door <laughs> and, yeah I, I hate litter yeah he was like he's like i'm just gonna throw away my chicken bones in the thing and he came in, he came in, he did come in and throw it away. Oh, you know he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know he did. <laughs> but it's the respect for, I mean, it's the respect for the neighborhood and it's the whole building the community. Like, that's just not. You this reminds me a little bit of something I saw. And I feel like this person was trolling a little bit, but this girl posted a video and she had obviously thrown some McDonald's out of his car, out of her car. And an older lady came up and opened her door and put the trash back in. Put it back in. Yeah, I, I always say something to people when they yeah. litter. I don't, I don't like it. Right. It's just. It's respect know, it's for just, your earth, uh, your neighborhood, the people around you and yourself most importantly. Yeah. See, people need to get, see, people need to be shamed. They, they shame need, to, for being they need to be brought to awareness. Absolutely. That brought to that's what we did. I, I didn't shame the guy. I just made sure he understood that I had a trash can that was available rather than my bushes. <laughs> Should get that printed on a shirt. You need to be made aware. Well, what did you say? We need people to, need to be made self aware. Yeah, that or brought to awareness. Brought to yeah, awareness. That's, yeah, that's I like that. Brought to awareness. That, that sounds a little more to bring active. Bring you to awareness. That's right. I would <laughs> have I would a little like. Do you doing the you know like yoga pose on it? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> no, it has a the, the gym has a really cool vibe. Um, the, the people that are there always come in with a smile. There's none of, it's just get to work. Yeah. It's a get to work kind of, I'm, I'm a get to work kind of person. Yeah. Uh, my, that is one thing I'm super proud that my yeah. dad instilled in me was an amazing work ethic. It's yeah. insane. So the second training session I had Dan with Trish, I may have been a little bit late. So you didn't learn your lesson the first time and you went back. No, <laughs> the, the, the first time I was late, which was the second training session yeah trish uh, let me know that i was late <laughs> and that it would be a great idea if that did not happen again great so idea. she gave you one time yeah uh, <laughs> but the second so time it was warned. a pat it was a pattern the second time yeah i i don't like i don't like patterns like that I mean, <laughs> not that you're the one who gets to set the patterns yeah. not carlos yeah <laughs> and that just made me uh that just made me love the gym more because being held being held accountable is lacking i think in a lot of things yeah and we're yeah. only working for a half hour you better get your money's worth and uh we, we gotta work you know right no so now i set my alarm for a half hour before <laughs> yeah i love it <laughs> i get there early now um so boxing yeah 
we'll talk a little bit about who what was your first memories of thinking man i love i love boxing my my first memory i was like 10 years old i lived in a little mountain town in colorado uh there was a sign for the golden gloves i told my dad i wanted to do that and my dad said uh my nickname schmitty to the family and he goes schmitty girls aren't allowed to box oh so i thought what a dumb sport I don't want to, I, I refuse to watch it with them on TV. I refuse to have anything to do with it. And then, you know, now. I, so you sort of just took your dad at his word and. Yeah. Which I, I do. Girls couldn't box then. I right. remember I'm 47. This is a while ago. <laughs> so yeah, couldn't box. And so I thought it was stupid. I thought what a stupid sport that you, women can't do, can't it. do it. So uh, then I wouldn't, heard about it as a cross training. For any sport that women can't do, uh, any, any sport that anybody can't do. I mean, if, point, if sure. dudes want to underwater, uh, you know, whatever that is, synchronized. That, yeah, swimming. that. If dudes mm. want to do that, let them do it. Oh, I would look so good doing that. I, that'd be awesome. <laughs> An ex-girlfriend of mine actually did do that. That's that's in college hard. And stuff, and she was. I so I cannot swim. She was an amazing swimmer. God, she could. It's it's weird to say that too. Like she really good. But I we went to Hawaii together once, and she just she swam out so far I couldn't even see her anymore. <laughs> she was out there swimming for like twenty minutes where I couldn't even. That's see her. crazy. And then she came back, <laughs> and I'm like, and it's like okay, lunchtime. Yeah, and I was like, the hell were you? <laughs> How do you swim like? I would have just been so sitting awesome. on the beach drinking a mai tai, <laughs> waiting for her to come back. <laughs> So was who was your chest deep? Who was your first boxer that, like, once you got past that? I mean, you yeah, I I just wanted to did? do it. I I played rugby. I played on the the U.S. team. I I played in the '98 World Cup and '99. Oh, wow. I I played a little longer. Yeah, I played a little longer, and then uh, I just was done. I mean, ten years of mud and rain and tons of laundry and. Uh, I spent a lot of money, you know, went into debt playing for my country and uh, just needed to do something else. And Buddy told me about a boxing workout. I tried it. Uh, I saw the sparring people come in next. I'm like, I want to try that. Uh, the minute I tried sparring, I was hooked. I was like, I got to do this. Yeah. Well, th so the, I mean, playing rugby probably conditioned you a bit to feeling contact yeah I, I played in the front row so that's where a lot of the smashing happens and i loved tackling that's my most absolute <laughs> favorite thing in the world it's so fun so yeah, yeah i loved it and so you started so the, you started training boxing before you became a fan of boxing yeah i i would say i mean i was a fan of boxing a long time ago i pretend i, I wasn't because i kind of got my my ideals squashed and then uh i started boxing and uh, I liked it a lot and uh, I loved the contact and that also I wasn't good at it. it it pissed me off and I wanted to be good at it like mm. I really wanted to be good at it I'm used to being good at anything I did athletically so this was the first time I, I felt motivated uh, I was terrible at tennis I didn't care but boxing I cared I wanted to be good at it and so how did the how did that parlay into the coaching Oh, you fought. Tell I me fought. about your career. Yeah, uh, I was an amateur from 2002 to 2004. Uh, I won U USA Nationals in 2004, which honestly isn't that big of a deal. I had one fight. There's hardly any women. I had one fight. I wanted to win so bad. There was no way that girl was going to beat me, and I was a whirlwind of uh, punches, and I just I won. And then at that time when you were 34, you couldn't box amateur anymore. You had to quit or go pro, and I thought I should go pro then. Right. So I went pro and it took me a year to have my first fight. 2005, I had my first fight and uh, I had a whirlwind of a career. I had 12 pro fights, two world wow. titles, lost them. And it was, they were incredible. It was so fun. Where, tell me about those title fights. One was with uh, Mary Jo Sanders in Detroit at, uh, where did the Pistons play? The Palace. Yeah, that was insane. I met Tommy Hearns, uh, Mary Jo Sanders' dad is uh, Charlie Sanders. He played for the Detroit Lions. It was insane. Oh, okay. It was amazing. It was a 10-round fight. I fought my ass off. It was a really hard fight. Uh, it was incredible, and I, I lost that fight, but it was amazing. It was an incredible experience. Mm. And what 
So the, that first title fight came after how many fights? I had seven fights? fights, dude. It was crazy. She so had seven fights, then uh, the like, title fight? Yeah, she had 40 fights or something Holy like that. Cow, I Definitely, she was a better fighter than me, but I was super tough, a lot of heart, and I uh, hit really hard. I had terrible footwork, but uh, a lot of heart. It was It was a blast. I loved it. Wow. And there was nobody for me to fight. I beat this girl. I had five fights. I fought a girl named Lisa Hollowine. She had 40 fights. I beat her twice, and there was nobody for me to fight hmm. till I jumped up. So it must be exciting for you to see that there are far more female fights, even on TV now. Yeah, it's it's, it's like about time. I mean, it's just uh, boxing's great. It's great for anybody that wants to do it. It takes such an effort. It's such a disciplined sport, and... Uh, I'm I'm stoked to see anybody doing it um, still because we have you know pretty weird society now pretty lazy pretty pretty uh, quick turnaround on things or quick right. stardom and boxing is not like that it takes a long time. Do you think that the popularity of uh, UFC of female fighters in UFC is helping with the popularity of boxing? Probably, but I just think boxing is in our fabric of our society. It's never going to go away. Right. I don't care what anybody, it, people say boxing is dead and it's never been dead. No. It just changes forms. It's right. no longer just for kids out of the inner city. It's, it's for all kinds of people that are just looking to honest to God, just express themselves. Right. Um, I think that I've, I've had a couple conversations. Who was this last person? I think it's someone who I really know really well. And he just flat out said, I don't No, He's a fighter. I'm not going to tell you who he is because I think you might know. No, He said, I don't like to see girls fight. I was like, any? And he's like, no, I don't like to see girls fight. I was like, but there's something pretty amazing to see, you know, Ronda Rousey submit chokehold someone in 30 seconds. It's like, forget if they're a man or a woman, just the technical ability to be able to do that. That's definitely worth admiring and, and watching. I don't get I don't get that some people say I don't like to see female dudes. Well, it's uh, just do. just enculturation. I mean, we're we're taught that women are are a certain way and we're taught that men are a certain way and if you don't fit that mold, then it can be a little hard uh for people to wrap their heads around it. But if you're a person who doesn't live inside that box, then it's not very hard. So for yeah. you, it's not that hard to understand. You know, you see athletes, you appreciate people for their, you you know, the behind the scenes. Right. So I think it makes it different. Like I, you know, I, I just told you, I, I was at my boxers pro debut, both Jen and I, we worked the corner. We're a two female corner. Um, I don't, I work really hard not to label myself a female coach. I'm just a coach. Just a coach. I, I do not want to be labeled a female coach because that's not what I am. I'm a coach and I'm a boxing coach. And uh, the referee asks who the fighter is. He raises his hands and he looks right at me and he goes, uh, who's the second? And I was like, uh, that's me. <laughs> and he looked at me and he looked at Jen. He looked back at me. He's like, do you have any experience? Wow. And uh, it, I just decided, man, just keep your mouth <laughs> shut, dude. Don't say anything smart ass because I was real close. So and don't I just mess said, this up for Jen. Yeah, right. don't mess this up for Greg, the fighter either. So right. I just said, hey, uh, yeah, I have 12 pro fights under my belt, sir. <laughs> so, sir. You know, <laughs> that was my little dig. And then, and then, you know, I was just like, I've been pissed about it for about four days, but only I'm not pissed about it that uh, I'm, I'm just pissed that we still have to deal with sure. it. You that know. there's just the, the there's going to continue to be those clueless people all the time, and just it's just the things. way you're brought up. And right. when yeah, you, it's not like it's that guy's fault. It's just no, it's just the way he's brought up. He yeah. just he literally wasn't trying to be a jerk. He he literally had no clue those were his thoughts. Right, and that's what came out. Like he right. had no awareness whatsoever. So again, I'm happy to bring him into some awareness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's perfect uh, placement for that T-shirt. You just point it to the t-shirt. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have uh so you you're you're working with pros now. I understand that one of your guys just had his successful pro debut. Yeah. Tell me about him. Uh Greg's a blast. Uh boxing uh relationships are the most important part between a fighter and a coach. Right. It's, it's about building a relationship so you trust each other. I'm I'm asking this person to go get hit and I'm asking them to believe me when they think something is not possible or not true or not real. And I'm, if I see a right hands open, you know, 
boy, you better throw the right hand. I know it's there. Right. And you just got to trust me, even if you don't trust yourself yet. And uh, they've they've got to, uh, I've got to trust that they're going to do the work, they say. Right. I've got to trust them well, to do the It's where the, the accountability comes in. Yeah. Because, you know, time, you can't get back time. No. So if you commit to working with someone and yeah. they're telling you I'm going to do it and every other day it's I'm not, you know, some, something happened here, so this or that or this or that. It's like, yeah. you, you, that's not a. I have that, a line for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not the right coach for you. That's right. <laughs> How many times have you had to say that? A few. See, and I bet you that saved you so it's much grief. You, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's self, you got to, uh, yeah, I'm positive that saved you tons of grief. Yeah. In, in case yeah, if you and, can identify that. And they, and honestly, it saves them tons of grief too. I right. Mean, I, well, I, no sense of me being pissed at them every day. What'll probably happen is they'll, they'll just go someplace else and string them along and. They, yeah, they might. Yeah. Yeah, they might. The but you, you have to be willing to, uh, in life, you have to be willing to have your heart broken and you definitely have to be willing to have your heart broken as a boxing coach. Yeah. That was, well, you hear all the stories of some, you know, Manny firing Freddie and not telling him, and yeah, like, but it just, you know, it's just sort of part of it. They have to have that good relationship. Yeah, you you just have to work really hard at it, and it's nonstop, just like a a spouse or mm. a, a partner. Then you just really have to put your effort into communicating with each other. It's about communication, trust, and uh, I absolutely love this kid to death. I I love working with him. Um, I'll, I'll do anything I can for him. And I, I always tell him, you know, if for some reason uh, you don't want to work with me anymore, dude, just tell me, sit down right. and tell me because uh, I don't want to keep somebody that doesn't want to work with me. But right. as long as you want to work with me, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Cause then that, that, at that point, no one's getting anything out of it. No. Nah, and I, I, you know, if he feels like he could do better somewhere else, he should. Right. But right now it seems like it's, he, I mean, he's, I've loved uh, seeing his post because he's, like one of the pictures that he put really <laughs> highlighted the the effects of the fight. Yeah. Uh, but it's like I worked, I did what I was supposed to, I won. Yeah. It was pretty awesome to see that. Yeah, he he really is a class act. He's uh, charismatic. He's a handsome fellow. He's got everything it takes to be uh, a successful boxer and uh, uh, showman. What would you say your coaching style is? I mean, me being a boxing fan and – you know, some of my favorite fighters are Juan Manuel Marquez and guys like that. Uh, even Triple G, where they train in the Mexican style. Yeah. Which Eric Morales and Marco Barrera. Barrera is my Barrera, favorite. Man, these. Have you seen any of these fights, Danny? Next time Triple you G. come over, we got to watch them. Yeah, you got to watch Barrera. These uh, Barrera Eric Morales fights yes. from the early 90s, yes. early mid 90s, just. Awesome. bomb after like blood soaked bomb after bomb but yeah. two mexican fighters two mexican fighters one of them was from mexico city the other one was from tijuana so there was a bit of a culture grudge there <laughs> and but just really good so would you how would you describe your coaching style uh, i'm a technician uh i really work on the mechanics of the punch uh i believe a fighter has the ability to fight in them like they're either a fighter mentality or they aren't and my job is to make sure that their body can do what they want to do without right. thinking about it because when you go in the ring uh whatever you you know subconsciously your body overrides stuff right so if you if you can't sit down on a punch you're not going to sit down on a punch I don't care if you practice it a million times. If if like your hamstrings are too tight, you're not gonna. Right. So I want the hamstrings how they should be so that that guy can sit down and nail a good punch. I'm I love the mechanics of a punch. I geek out on it. Right. So you want to wire the guy to have proper <clears throat> mechanics so that he could have multiple styles probably. Yeah, I, exactly because you could if you have one style that's no good and I definitely don't want people to box like I did. I had crap footwork. Hmm. I want them to have good balance. What is crap footwork? Flat-footed? Yeah, well, no cuz flat-footed boxers can be good too. You got uh Chocolatito, he's a flat-footed fighter, great fighter, but uh uh bad balance. Oh, okay. Just bad balance, not in balance. Um I didn't have good balance, but I had, you know, plenty of heart. That part carried me but i right. want both from somebody yeah they, if they've got the heart that's great i can put the technique behind them and then they're going to be able to do a lot more go right. further so uh who's the there's this other fighter who 
Jose, I don't forget, but when you see him fight, where the position that you put me in that to me is really hard to be into. And I mean, I wish I could remember what his name was, but he's always in that position. Where they're angled up in boxing. Angled yeah. up. Just always perfect. Yeah. And similar to Chocolatito style. Yeah. It's really fun to see those types of guys because their jabs do damage. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I want, I want my fighter to be able to put something on their butt with a jab. With a jab. I, I mean, leverage is a beautiful thing. Right. My favorite fighter right now that can do that is the Charlo Brothers. Oh, yeah. That if you uh, YouTube Charlo Brothers jab and you'll see a bunch of videos of them knocking dudes down with a jab. It's pretty neat. It's right. I mean, usually a lot of fighters use jabs as setups, not full power behind them. Am I correct there? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But this dude can do big time damage with his jab, which That's cool. it's, it's hard, which then, and, and then I'm assuming here uh, as an opponent is really hard because what is he going to do? Put some sauce on one yeah, and knock me or yeah. What's coming behind what's that? What's coming behind it? You don't know. No, that's awesome. It's fun. It's fun to see. So we have some fights coming up at Tacoma. Yeah. Next week. Is it next week? Next weekend. Next Saturday. Are you going to go? Oh yeah, absolutely. I want to watch Gio go Cabrera. To do you normally go to? I I try to go to as many as I can. Yeah, yeah. I try to go to the amateur events, the pro events, and uh, your you old. See, that's another thing I love it's about my business. About your gym, is that you're at all of those amateur events. Yeah, it's like I I kind of think that the amateur stuff is probably a little bit more and. Uh, okay, I'll just say it a little bit more important as far as growth goes and as far as Absolutely. putting your brand out there oh, than going to the pro. Yeah pro events yeah the pro stuff's uh just fun i mean it's just right fun. It's, it's, it's it's a show but you you go to you go to a lot of and <laughs> i love seeing the photos that you post of your team in the car <laughs> what, like just sleeping? The, the camaraderie <laughs> that you, it's, it's, it's a, pretty uh, the hashtag neat. always pr- protect yourself at always all prote- times <laughs> and, <laughs> all the mouth breathers and your guys are laid back <laughs> snoring i'm assuming mouth breathers <laughs> no that's yeah that's one thing that's a really important thing to note about trisha's gym is that she represents at those amateur events and in yeah. the in the in getting boxing bigger and having more people in it in the throughout the Pacific Northwest more gyms need to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And the more and you have fitness boxers that's built in fans immediately now. Right. Now you have fans. And your name gets out there and you'll have way more options. So Yeah. So you're I'm looking forward well actually I'm not going to be able to go, but this Geo Cabrera kid he is good. Oh, he's really good. He's managed by my old boxing manager and uh um out of Chicago, I believe. Yeah, out of Chicago. He's born in Seattle, uh raised in Seattle, oh, okay. lives in Chicago, uh fought in Mexico some. He's Mexican and Italian. He, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, he's a great guy. He speaks fluent Spanish. He's he's really a uh, a class act. He's he seems- politically aware, he is self-aware, he is uh, kind. He is uh, just incredibly well-rounded, and I really like him. He's a chill dude. I, yeah, he's good. And some lightning, someone fast. for you to aspire to be. Like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up. No, I haven't. I haven't. Given up. <laughs> uh, the best is yet to come. Forty is the new fifteen. It is. <laughs> In yeah, some um, cases, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what the result of that's going to be. Yeah, and actually, I don't know much. I mean, uh, Shea Green's going to fight. Shea Green's going to fight uh, the kid uh, Jorge from Tenochtitlan. How do you think that's going to go? Man, I don't know. It uh, it could be either the lack of letting hands go. Mm. Uh, Shea's a slick mover. Uh, Jorge has trouble with movement. Um, it just depends how they show up. Yeah. Chris Reyes is fighting. Chris I don't know Reyes. who he's fighting, but whoever he's fighting will probably get demolished. He's from Reed. <laughs> Reed's Hell Garage, I believe. Uh, the guy he's fighting? No, Chris. Is it Chris from Reed's? Chris? Chris is from Tenochtitlan also. Oh, okay, Paco okay. and Lorenzo are his coaches. He, he's see. going to demolish them. Reed has always has lots of guys on those show. Yeah, Reed Reed has lots of fighters, and and you know they're he does a good job coaching. It just depends how they those fighters show up. Yeah, and his 
gym is literally his garage, isn't it? I, I think so. It's like literally his garage, but he has a bunch of pros. He does. He's busy. He's a busy guy. He sounds familiar. He has like yeah. one amateur. <laughs> <laughs> he has one, one amateur and mostly pros. Right. No, it'll, hopefully it'll be a good show. The, I think it will be. I haven't gone to, I haven't gone to a couple to the last few. I don't even remember when was the last one I went to. Oh, let me, did. Uh, you need to get out there. I do. Did Andre Keys win? Yeah, he did. Uh, he pot shot at his guy to death. He was much more skilled. He yeah. had a, a good clean jab, really nice timing, good distance. He he did a he did a good job. He just he's, yeah, he's ha- handled them easily. He has a good style to him. Yeah, he was nice. He he looked real nice. Well, since we're talking about Pacific Northwest guys, I'll have to bring up Gravonsky's fight a few <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> oh goodness! It, oh, uh, he was. That was a different level for him. He he was not at that level. It, I just so for Dan here, Mike Gravonsky is probably <laughs> what would you say as far as fighters out of the Pacific Northwest? He's probably one of the most promising yeah, fighters. He's with the you know he was managed right. They yeah. gave I, honestly they did a brilliant job managing his career. Uh, Sam, who's also Geo's manager, mm-hmm. uh, did a beautiful job putting him in position three times uh, at this level. He mm-hmm. lost to Tyrion Johnson, right, and he uh, he beat. Deshaun Johnson, right, and then he lost him. Then he lost when it when it mattered. I saw that one. That was a rough fight. That ooh, he that last that last punch Deshaun yep. landed. That was rough. That's the most hurt I've ever seen Gavronsky. Yeah, absolutely. And Gavronsky's a tough fighter. He's he's, he's a tough guy. <laughs> just he he it, just gets to that next level, and it's just not quite there. Right. So I was uh, for Dan. He was one of the, he's just a really well-known Pacific Northwest guy. And a couple weeks ago, he had a title shot. It was like the N, I don't know, some organization, but with a really good promising guy. And I was curious why he even took that fight. I mean, Mike hadn't fought in a year. Well, it's it's either now or never, you know. Is that he, what it is? He was positioned, he was ranked, and it was like they had to fight. Uh, they... They were that was mandatory, I think, actually. One hmm. of the mandatories. And they had to fight and whoever wins that fight goes on for some better title opportunities. And so it's Jesse Hart. He he yeah. gets the opportunity. Yeah, so he fought he fought Jesse Hart and it I mean from the from the get go, it did not look like it was gonna go Mike's way. No. Uh but you know, so we'll see what, what happens to him next. He'll yeah, I I can't imagine there's a lot I mean, if he wanted to stay at Emerald Queen and finish out his career there, uh, that might be nice for him because right. he started there. He has a massive following, but there really isn't anywhere to go. Uh, that's that he's got to be able to fight at that level, and right. at this stage in the game, I don't, I don't think that's possible. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a hard level. I mean, it's, it's very few get there, and very few get through it. Right. Well, knock on wood. That something good will happen to Mike. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he's got a good job. He's like yeah. in the labor union, you know. He 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 has something to fall back on. It's right. not like boxing was it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, we've been talking for almost an hour. Yep. I greatly appreciate you being here. This is fun. <laughs> it's good to meet Dan. It's cool to have cool guests here too, <laughs> I mean, because I mean. It's the studio, but it is like my home too, right? So. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Speaking of what you're like, I think he runs that out of his actual garage. I'm like, this <laughs> is basically half of what used to be the garage. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a neat setup. This is cool. Thank you. Um, so, Trish, if you were, uh, give us a 30 second spot. How do people find you? What are you looking for? Uh, How can you help people? Just just go to arcaroboxing.com. All the addresses are on there. Everything you can follow is on there. Uh, that's the best way. There's an email link there. Just just catch us at arcaroboxing.com. We're in the central area and easy to find. Great community. I'll put all that in the A-R-C-A-R-O show notes. A-R-C-A-R-O. You got it. Yeah. It'll be in the it'll be in the notes. I'll link I'll link to it in the notes. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. Trish, and I want to have you back. Chat I'd, some I'd love more, to come back. I, especially anytime I, uh, less, you know, I'm a coach. I love to talk. <laughs> I, I love it. And then you, one of your, one of your team was supposed to come, but it didn't work out. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get her to come down. Uh, she, she, uh, 
does lots of interesting things. We got lots of cool things coming up in the future. Hopefully we'll know more and we can share it with you next time. Perfect. That'll work. Well, thank everyone for listening. And again, this podcast is sponsored by Rancho Bravo Tacos, Capitol Hill, Wallingford, U District, Federal Way. Their information is linked also. And Dan, you got anything? You got anything coming up? <sighs> you got a website yet? No. <laughs> Do you have I've a SoundCloud so busy, yet? Dude. I have been. So Do you take busy. photos of you at your gig? No. Oh my no. goodness. Well, I mean, like sometimes if I remember, I even right here, there's a little special camera tripod <laughs> for my phone to make it easier to like video <laughs> things when I'm doing gigs no. and whatnot. And I leave it here. <laughs> I you, you need somebody to I'm do that for you. I'm too busy working. Yeah. yeah you need somebody to do thing. that for I, you. I mean, well, I stay busy. I, especially now. So just so people know too, it's like, I have this music studio. I do this. I love doing this. I had, um, Tom from the Mariners over here earlier recording some music today. That was, this, that was fun. Like, and I work full time too. So it's like, it's just, one thing after another and then on the weekends i'm typically djing especially in the summer so it's like i've had a gig literally like every weekend this well summer. tell us how to find you dj malo at hotmail.com that's all i got I don't and who that. do you who do you want to reach out to i would like people who want to sound the best they've ever sound to reach out to me Ooh. and people who want a fun dj for their gigs perfect i'd like that too awesome well, thanks everyone. Thanks Trish again. Thanks Dan again. And I'm excited we will... to go and get my ass kicked. At yeah, the gym. please do. Yeah, we'll do get that. you to punch. I'm like excited. It'd be fun. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this one. We will see you next week. Adios. <laughs>